Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Another brand new Flyers Daily for April 29th, Friday, the final day of the 2021-22 NHL regular season for the Flyers, and they face the Ottawa Senators tonight. We're not going to get into a lot of preview on this game tonight, but this journey started all the way back on Tuesday, September 28th. Well, it started before that with training camp, but that was the first preseason game back on September 28th against the New York Islanders. The regular season began a little later than normal. I think we'll be back to a normal schedule next year in the NHL and probably start about a week earlier than that, around uh, probably around October 7th-ish. But that journey began all the way back on October 15th, a 5-4 loss to the Vancouver Canucks. That's what started the season. It was uh, an overtime loss. And the Flyers then beat Seattle, beat Boston, and lost to Florida. But they were off to a good start to the season. Their first road trip, they went to Edmonton and beat a scorching hot Edmonton Oilers team. Then in back-to-back nights, beat Vancouver. Then got it handed to them 4 nothing against Calgary on the road to wrap up the first road trip. But came back home, had their only shutout of the season, a 3 nothing shutout of Arizona. And on the season went, injuries piled up. Elaine Vigneault was dismissed after the Flyers took a 7-1 defeat against the Tampa Bay Lightning back on December 5th. Then December 6th, Mike Yo coached his first game as the interim head coach for the Philadelphia Flyers. Disastrous road trip, a 13-game losing streak, another 10-game losing streak. Basically, fast-forwarded us to the trade deadline and Claude Giroux's 1,000th game which took place on St. Patrick's Day against the Nashville Predators, probably the highlight of the season. Just such a well-done ceremony and uh, touched all the right buttons, and we got a chance to honor the longtime Flyer captain and the longest-tenured athlete in Philadelphia at that time. But that brings us to tonight and the final game of this season. Now, I will tell you, as somebody that does this podcast daily, hence the name Flyers Daily, um, it has not been an easy season. A lot of times during... A season when you when you do a daily podcast, you can lean on players and coaches and management to a higher degree. But when a season is this sideways, when people are mad, they tend to not want to hear from those people. Those people, when things are bad, tend to not really want to talk. So we've had to kind of pivot this year and come up with content in different ways. And in the podcast game, every podcast matters. If we put out one horrible episode that may lose a listener for good. So I've tried to balance emotion, anger, optimism, and all that stuff throughout this season. And I will tell you, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been. This has been one of the the more difficult endeavors to come up with content every day throughout this season. I'm looking forward to our first day off, which will be Sunday. When I was on vacation for my 50th birthday, I was sneaking out of the hotel room at 1130 at night to go record an episode when my wife fell asleep. Those kind of things. But I'm looking forward to our first day without an episode coming up on Sunday. But I sit here on the day, final day of the season, and I remember back to when I was a kid and listening to the games on my boombox and listening to Gene Hart. And that last game of the year, whether it was a playoff game, whether it was a regular season game and the team wasn't headed to the playoffs, and when Gene Hart would sign off for the last time, he would say, till next year, Good night and good hockey. And I I remember just, I still recall a feeling of sadness. When a season ends, you know, 
there is a sadness to me. It's now there's a void. It's kind of the rigidity of a season. Even though we're not players, there is a rhythm to a season. Game night, looking forward to a game, talking about it after, building up to the next one, all of that stuff, the ebbs and flows of a season. And even though this one's been frustrating, I'm still going to miss it for a period of time and, you know, recharge over the summer and see what happens with the team over the summer. And we'll get after it again here in not that long a period of time. But when the team doesn't go to the playoffs, it's always frustrating. And only half the teams in this league go now, 16 of 32. You remember the years where it seemed like every team in the NHL made the playoffs? Because just about everyone did when it was a 21 or 22 team league. I mean, think about that. 16 teams made it out of 22. There's only six that didn't. So it's a far different league now, and it's not easy to make it as finally the Vegas Golden Knights are finding out. Uh, But it is the final game tonight. And like I said, we're not going to preview this Ottawa game tonight because I don't think the game matters enough to really deep dive in. Hey, Ottawa's this, this, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, What I want to mention here is what I've come up with as the dirty dozen question marks of the offseason. I think these are the most pertinent things. I may have missed them. I kind of just did these off the top of my head. And these are questions we're going to have to answer or we're going to get answered over this summer. Now, these aren't in any particular order, kind of just what popped into my head. It's funny because one, two, three, four, five. The sixth one I wrote down was head coach. That that didn't pop into my head until five other ones came first. Although I think that head coach may be the most important question mark that'll get answered this summer. But I don't know why it didn't pop into my head right away. I, like, I, then I all of a sudden thought about it. Oh, head coach, geez, how did I not think of that as the first question mark? So this is just kind of a stream of consciousness. The first question mark I came up with was Ryan Ellis because he affects and the ripple effect of if he's on the ice or if he's not on the ice, what's the status of his health both this summer, heading into next season, and going forward, to me is an enormous question. That's a huge, huge question mark. And we'll get the answers to a lot of these question marks over the summer. We're not going to get an answer to the Ryan Ellis question mark over the summer. That's going to take time. And the only way we're going to know about his health going forward is in real time. We're not going to be able to say, yeah, he feels great, feels better than he's ever felt. He's recovered, and he's going to head into next season 100%. None of that matters because that can change on one shift playing hockey. And we we got to know that he is healthy and can stay healthy and contribute to this team. And like I said, we won't have the full extent of that answer until after next season. So that's a calendar year away. Huge question mark. The second question that popped into my head was Sean Couturier coming off back surgery. Now, I love the fact that he's skating again already. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. I have a lot of confidence in that. But there is, you know, a little bit of trepidation with that because back surgery. I mean, it's back surgery, right? We think of back surgery as a career ender because it ended many careers. But that was medical advances ago. Non-medical advances ago, I should say. But that's still a big question mark because he means so much to this team. And you missed him for basically 75% of this season. Um, The third one, and I still hadn't even gotten to head coach yet, was Wade Allison's inability to stay healthy. 
I think Wade Allison's an important player for this team in this organization. Not that he's a top-line player, but he's a guy that provides something that I think that they need and need more of. Big shot, can skate, can get in on the forecheck, provide some grit and energy. We just got to know that he can stay healthy. He just hasn't been able to prove that yet. And we got glimpses of Wade Allison. Not much, not this year, but in the past, last year. So that's a big question mark for me when it comes to some of the young players. Wade Allison. The next big one that popped into my head was big game hunting. High-end talent. Will the hunt for high-end talent happen this offseason? And will it be fruitful? Now, I would slow my roll in that regard. I wouldn't go crazy this offseason unless the opportunity presents itself and it makes sense. But if I'm Chuck Fletcher, I'm putting out information, basically, that I'm not making deals just to make deals. And I'm not getting fleeced. I'm not desperate. If we have to go into next season without making a big deal, then that's then that's fine. And we'll look to our young players and we'll look and see where we are and if we can get into a playoff mix or whatever it might be. With Couturier coming back, maybe Ryan Ellis, some additions with some veteran guys as well, and we'll roll it. But I'm not making a bad deal. I'm not making a bad signing out of desperation. Um, the next one I came up with, number five, was James Van Riemsdyk and entering the final year of his contract, $7 million. Now, that's not the real cash number, but $7 million AAV. What will happen with JVR? Will he finish that final year of the deal here? Will he be moved and the Flyers retain half, 3.5 or $2 million of that? We'll see. Um, will he be bought out? These are all questions that will be answered. These are all things I'm going to tackle with Bill Meltzer coming up uh, on Monday's episode as well. Then finally, I got to head coach. Who's the next head coach? Does Chuck Fletcher know who he's going to hire already? Does he have a short list? Is he waiting to begin the whole process? I can't imagine that he's waiting to begin the process. I mean, there's a lot of questions there. And, you know, will Mike, almost part of that, but another one is, will Mike Yo be on the, the new head coach's staff if he's not named the head coach? And I don't think Mike will. I think they like the job that Mike has done. And, I think Mike's done a, a pretty good job as well. Has he been perfect? No. Has he been handed a very difficult situation? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, anytime a coach gets to, takes over in the interim, for the most part, with the exception, exception of maybe Andrew Burnett down in Florida when he took over for Joel Quenfield this year, usually when an interim comes in, it's not a good situation because that head coach got fired. So it's not a great situation. And it's been a difficult one for Mike Yo. The next one, the next big question mark, we'll get an answer to this, I think, coming up on May 10th, is the results of the NHL draft lottery. Flyers are going to be about that fourth spot, fourth best odds to land the number one overall pick. We'll see where they fall. We'll find that out during the first round of the playoffs. I think it's May 10th, the NHL draft lottery. So we'll find that out relatively soon. We'll get a definitive answer on that very quickly. That's good news. The next one I came up with, was this trifecta of players that's been mentioned so many times and been so many times where it's, which one's not going to be here, TK, Sandheim or Provorov? Now, I don't know if that is just a fan-fabricated thing or a media-fabricated thing. Could all three be gone? Yeah. Could two of the three be gone? Yeah. Could one of the three be gone? Yeah. Could all three return? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that any of them are getting traded. 
I don't. And I think we have this, maybe, maybe it's a misconception, I don't know, that for sure one of those guys is gone. I don't know that. We'll see what Chuck Fletcher has to say Sunday. I have a feeling we're not going to get, you know, his honest, honest, uh, transparent answer on that. I don't think any player is untouchable, but the notion that one of those guys is definitely gone, I'm not sure if that's just a narrative or if that's true. I really, I'm not. Um, the next question, Mark, that I came up with was Morgan Frost. What a bizarre year it's been for Morgan Frost. From, you know, a lot of us complaining about how they were using him and fourth line roles and up and back to Lehigh to the Flyers, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's playing a lot better. The points haven't necessarily come. But Morgan Frost, I think it's a real big offseason for him. I mean, is he a trade chip? I don't know. I don't know that. But, you know, Morgan Frost and Owen Tippett, they're two guys that can really move, have a lot of skill, but we just like to see them finish a little bit more. Maybe this summer that's an element of their game they work on and they bring back that into training camp coming up in September. Uh, the next one was backup goalie. You know, that's been a question mark that's been debated quite a bit. Felix Sandstrom's played pretty well. Am I ready to make him my backup goalie? No. He hasn't played enough. I can't go into next season if – it all depends on what I do this offseason, but he hasn't played enough to give me the confidence that he's ready to be an NHL backup. I'm just not there. And as a Group 6 unrestricted free agent, you're not going to save a whole lot of money if you bring Martin Jones back. Maybe $1.1 million. If you bring Jones back at $2 million, the same price, then basically you're going to save a million and change. On that, I feel much better with Martin Jones there because I know he can do it. And I think Jones has been good this year. Will he get opportunities elsewhere? He might. But we'll see how that plays out. As far as Felix Sandstrom goes, I'm not so sure about that. And then Fedotov, the kid out of Russia in the KHL, I don't think I think there's a lot of blockages there for him to be the Flyers' backup. Obviously, coming from Russia, getting a work visa, all those complications with what's going on in our world between Russia and the Ukraine. But the other thing is, I'm not just plopping a guy out of the KHL and plopping him right into that backup role. It's too important. So backup goalie will be one of those question marks we've got to get answered. And then the last one of the dozen, and this is another biggie, aggressive retool versus rebuild. You know, I think the answer to that, when we get it answered, will kind of be somewhere in the middle. It's not going to be an aggressive retool where they're going to make all these moves this summer and, and be a cup contender. But it's not a tear down and rebuild either for the reasons we've talked about ad nauseum. Contracts, guys they have under contract, movable pieces, all of those things. I think the answer lies somewhere in the middle of aggressive retool and rebuild. I think I've been calling it a recoil two, maybe three-year process of, hey, if we end up in a playoff position, kind of like L.A. did this year, that's cool. And it's not like you have to do one extreme or the other. This isn't politics, you know. You can you can go somewhere in the middle and do it successfully. The one thing that I feel really good about when it comes to Chuck Fletcher and Brent Flair, it's not just one thing, but something I feel they're very good at is drafting. I mean, look at that Minnesota Wild team. Eighty, About 85% of that Minnesota Wild team, certainly the core, was all drafted by Brent Flair and Chuck Fletcher. 
Now, he wasn't there to reap the rewards, and Bill Guerin's done a nice job you know, supplementing that team, Paul Fenton as well, prior to him. But aggressive retool versus rebuild, we'll see if the answer does lie in the middle. I have a feeling it will. Uh, all right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Flyers' final game of the season tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll break it down, and then we're going to take the day on Sunday. And we're not going to have an episode on Sunday, but Monday we'll have Mondays with Meltzer. And I'm going to get a bunch of interviews this weekend with players and management and scouts. We're going to have Scouts Week leading up to the draft. And we're going to go to our Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule beginning next week. But tomorrow we'll be back with another brand new episode. And we'll break down Flyer Senators. And we'll talk about the pertinent points of this NHL offseason. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.